0: Today, Christians throughout the world are beginning the holiest week in the year, as we trace the journey of Jesus our Lord into the holy city of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, to the upper room on Monday Thursday, to the cross of Calvary on Good Friday, and to the joy and glory of Easter. I'm Mark Rico, and I welcome you to St. Andrew and to a holy week that you and I will never forget as we trace the footsteps of our Lord from our homes and communities around the cities of Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, and wherever else you might be watching this Palm Sunday service, our messages this week will remind you over and over again that God is with us and that no changes or chances, nothing in all this creation will separate us from his presence in our lives. And so let's rejoice in the Lord In the midst of our circumstances, and let's begin this Holy Week like we've never done it before. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Holy Gospel for Palm Sunday, according to St. John, the 12th chapter. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The king of Israel, Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they had heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went out to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Most merciful God, as the people of Jerusalem with palms in their hands gathered to greet your dearly beloved son when he came into his holy city, grant that we may ever hail him as our king. When he comes again, may we go forth to meet him with trusting and steadfast hearts and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life. We ask this in the name of the one who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: Today is Palm Sunday. This is the beginning of Holy Week, where we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Palm Sunday is the day that Jesus came to Jerusalem, and a big crowd of people gathered to praise Him and welcome Him. So here's some things you need to know. First, Jesus came to Jerusalem on a donkey. This is important because only kings came into the city on a donkey. This means that the people who gathered to welcome Him believed that Jesus was their king and their savior. Now, when Jesus came to Jerusalem on the donkey, they waved palm branches, and they yelled things like, Hosanna in the highest, and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This means the people were praising Jesus for coming to rescue them. Now, on that day, the streets were filled with people welcoming Jesus to Jerusalem. They gave him a special entrance into the city worthy of a true king. On this Palm Sunday, the streets are not filled with people. Our church isn't even filled with people, but that's okay because we can still praise Jesus in our own homes. How can you praise Jesus today? How can you welcome him into your life just like the people of Jerusalem welcomed him? Maybe you can sing a song about Jesus and dance around your living room. You can make your own palm branches and wave them around your house saying, Hosanna in the highest. You can pray to Jesus and thank him for coming to rescue us. Jesus came to save us from our sins. And today, right where we are, we can praise him and thank him for all he has done for us. Let's say a prayer thanking Jesus for coming to save us. Dear Jesus, thank you for this Palm Sunday. Help us to remember, even though we are at home, away from our church, that we can still praise you and be filled with the joy that you bring. Thank you for coming to save us. Thank you for loving us and protecting us. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen.
2: Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Hosanna in the highest. As the people lined the streets on that day so long ago, the shouts of Hosanna rang out. They were filled with such great joy and excitement that they shouted the one thing people had been shouting for generation upon generation, Hosanna. See, if you go back through the history of the people of Israel, you can see that every time they were exclaiming with praises of adoration and joy, they would use the phrase, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. They were proclaiming and exclaiming how thankful they were for what God had been doing for them. These exclamations of great joy are things that had obviously been passed down and shared. And on this day, the shouts of Hosanna were perhaps more poignant than ever. Because on this day, the people of Jerusalem waited and witnessed the one and only, the Son of David, the King of Israel himself, Jesus the Christ, riding into the holy city of Jerusalem. Filled with great joy, the people could find no other words than Hosanna in the highest. And the crowd that day was filled with men and women and children, many of whom had been following Jesus for quite some time many who had heard what he had been doing, and many who had seen the wonderful miracles and signs that Jesus had been performing. In fact, there were some there who had just witnessed his most recent miracle. It's the story that Pastor Mark told us last Sunday, the story of the raising of Lazarus. There are people who were at that moment and now lined the streets there were parts of the crowd there testifying about the wonderful, incredible things that Jesus had been doing. With shouts of adoration and jubilation, they exclaimed, Hosanna in the highest! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! But of course, there were plenty of people who were not celebrating. There were some who were behind the scenes not filled with joy, not filled with adoration. In fact, they were unhappy about what was going on. They were unhappy about the influence that Jesus was having on the people. And that group of people is, of course, none other than the Pharisees. See, from the time Jesus had entered onto the scene, baptizing and teaching other people, the Pharisees were worried. They were watching him, and they were aware of the influence that he was having on people, especially in regards to the religious practices of the day. The reality is, uh, the Pharisees knew that this day was coming. They knew that the day when people were going to glorify, to sing praise, to shout Hosanna as Jesus entered the city, they knew that this day was coming. And there was nothing that they could do To stop it. It's finally here and they feel so out of control. Uh, You might even say that they were frustrated, that they were full of fear. Now, this might surprise you, but I think I can actually empathize with the Pharisees. Because for so long, they were the ones who had control of what was going on in their world, especially in regards to religious practices they were indeed in control. As we've talked about quite often, if you were not following the laws, you were seen as an outcast or a scoundrel. And so to be following the laws, to be one who claimed to be from the seed of Abraham, to follow the laws of Moses, that was what people were striving for. They wanted to perhaps be like the Pharisees, and the Pharisees portrayed this sense of power, and control over the people, that they were the religious elite, and that everyone should strive to be more like them, to follow these ways of the laws. But now this Jesus guy comes along, and he throws off the balance of power. He starts doing unconventional sorts of things, things that certainly go against Pharisaic law. And so, of course, the Pharisees are filled with anger and frustration. They're clearly unhappy about what's going on. Uh, think about it like this. It's like if your company hires a new, a new person. And they hire this new person, and the new person does something that the boss likes. But it's unconventional. It's something that you haven't seen before, and it definitely goes against following the rules. And so as time goes on, this person continues to develop a good relationship with the boss. And then eventually, over time, when the time comes for a promotion, his name gets brought up. And even though you've been working there longer and you've spent more time working harder, you might even get overlooked because now he is getting the praise. Even though he's not following the rules, he's doing things quite unconventionally. Or you might consider it this way. Uh, It's like when a new kid comes to school for the first day and they're in your class. And you realize that they're pretty smart too. Uh, You're not the only one raising your hand anymore. In fact, this new student starts to beat you out by raising their hand faster. And they even spend time correcting the teacher, which was something only you used to be able to do. It's certainly possible that you're filled with that same sort of fear and frustration that you feel like you no longer have control or the status you once had. Uh, The reality is... I think it's not only easy to empathize with the Pharisees, I think it's easy for us to be like the Pharisees. It's easy to see how much we are similar to the Pharisees, how much we desire to be in control or to have status, and it's also easy to see how quickly we react when we lose control, how we feel frustrated and afraid. But the truth is, We should not be frustrated and afraid because God is in control. And he's not in control in the sense of a puppet master or someone who's pulling all the strings behind the scenes. No, God is in control in a very real, present way. Because God comes and he dwells with his people. On this day, the celebration, the jubilation... The shouts of joy and excitement are because God is literally present in the flesh, riding into the holy city of Jerusalem. And in that moment, in the flesh, God incarnate, Jesus Christ, is in control. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is indeed a great reason for us to celebrate, for us to shout, Hosanna in the highest, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Hosanna in the highest. For as Jesus makes his way into the city of Jerusalem, he knows that he is also beginning perhaps what is the final journey. His journey to the cross. You know, it's hard to believe that 40 days have already passed since Ash Wednesday. No one could have imagined These 40 days especially. And yet if there's one thing that I've realized over these 40 days, it's how little control I actually have. But I've learned to take heart in the fact that God is in control. That the Son of Man riding into the city of Jerusalem on that day, as he begins his journey to the cross, he is in control. And this is not something that brings us fear, but rather it casts out all of our fears. It's not something that causes us to be frustrated, but rather it brings us great joy. It fills us with jubilation. For the King of Israel, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, is riding into the city that day, and he is headed to the one place that no other man could go. The cross. And it's done in the most simple and humble of ways. As he rides into the city on the back of a donkey, as the people shout before him, we are indeed reminded that Jesus is in control. And so today, my dear brothers and sisters, we too go out on perhaps your sidewalk or your porch or your front lawn, maintaining a good social distance, of course, But we fill the air, we shout from our balconies, from the rooftops, the mountaintops, just like the people in the city of Jerusalem did so long ago. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, the King of Israel, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes. In the name of the Lord, the King of kings and the Lords of lords, Jesus the Christ. He is in control now and forever. And this promise brings us great hope. For together this week, as we enter our journey to the cross, we gather and we remember that Jesus is in control at every moment of every day. We give thanks and we celebrate and we shout, Hosanna in the highest. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: pray. We praise you, O God, for the great acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was acclaimed the Son of David and King of Kings by those who scattered their garments and branches of palm in his path. We ask that you bless those who bear the love of our Savior in their hearts, and that you tend to us in all of our needs of body and soul, especially in these days of adversity, that we may ever acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and King and follow him with perfect confidence through Christ the Lord who remembers us in his kingdom and has taught us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Marked with the cross of Christ, let us go in peace and bless the Lord. Amen.